This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The lights are out. The game is over. But we're just getting started. He got it! It's time for Warriors Wrap-Up on the Bay Area's sports station. 95.7. The game. And we welcome you in to Warriors Wrap-Up, presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. John Dickinson with you following the Warriors' 125-108 loss in Portland to the Trailblazers as the Warriors' seven-game winning streak coming out of the All-Star break is over. The Blazers now hold the longest winning streak in the National Basketball Association at nine uh, and this, this was a night where a lot of streaks ended across the league. Houston saw their 17-game winning streak come to an end in Toronto, and the New Orleans Pelicans lost at home playing without Anthony Davis to the Washington Wizards. So Portland, the last team standing as the Warriors, Rockets, and Pelicans all go down on this Friday across the NBA. 8 at 8 957 888-957-9570. That is the phone number to participate in the program. We'll take your calls and comments on that one. We'll also uh, hear from the locker room. We'll hear from Steve Kerr. We'll hear from Kevin Durant. We'll hear from Draymond Green uh, on a night where the Warriors again played shorthanded without five rotation players. The headliner, of course, is Stephen Curry out for tonight and out for Sunday night for sure in Minnesota, or Sunday afternoon rather, in Minnesota uh, with that tweaked right ankle. Warriors also without Andre Iguodala, David West, Jordan Bell, as well as Patrick McCaw. And this was actually a game that was closer than the score would indicate uh, as the Blazers wind up winning it 125-108. to Portland led by 18 in the first half. Uh, and led by 15, actually, at 45-30 in the first half. Uh, But the Warriors were able to whittle it down and get it close uh, and take a lead, actually, in the third quarter. But the story of this ballgame for the Warriors was the end of the second quarter and the end of the third quarter as Golden State outscored 19-2 combined in the final two minutes of each quarter. And really, you heard Steve Kerr in a brief post-game press conference from Portland before we started Warriors wrap-up here, and he nailed it with the fact that the Warriors actually outplayed Portland in both the second and the third quarters to come back and to be in the game and to actually set this thing up down the stretch to where they were going to be in a position to win it and put a little bit of pressure on Portland as the team that that had all their guys to try and finish thing things off against this Warriors team uh, that was so depleted and so shorthanded. Uh, but the Warriors essentially wasted the second quarter and wasted the third quarter and found themselves in a position where Golden State had a uh, a lead, but then a 10-0 run for the Blazers, and they wound up being up six and then down four 
to start the fourth quarter. So the Blazers wind up getting it done in this game uh, as they beat the Warriors 125-108. to 888 957 888-957-957-0. 888-957-957-0 on a night where the Warriors run out of gas. Uh, I think uh, playing shorthanded, second night of the back-to-back, playing on the road up in Portland, a team that now beats the Warriors for a second time this season. And I think it all caught up with the Warriors down the stretch in this game and just the lack of firepower. You know, Kevin Durant, 40 points as he goes for 40 and 50 in two games at the Moda Center in Portland this season and 22 of the 40 in the first half for Golden State as Kevin Durant really kept the Warriors in this game in the first half, gave them a chance to have a shot to win it. Uh, as the game was heading toward the end of the third quarter and even in the fourth quarter. Clay Thompson, after a slow start, wound up with 25 on 9 of 19 shooting, and JaVale McGee continues to play well in the starting lineup. He had 10 points, but that was it. The Warriors had three guys in double figures. Portland was seven players in double figures tonight. So the Warriors are one of the few teams that has a backcourt that can hang with the dubs in terms of scoring, uh, but you look at just the top two players tonight, Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson actually outscored Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum uh, as McCollum and Lillard went for 30 and 28 respectively. K.D. and Clay Thompson went for 65, but it was everybody else for the Blazers that wound up being the difference. Seven in double figures for the Blazers in this one, and the Blazers bench outscored the Warriors 47-18. to 47-18, the Blazers bench outscores the Warriors uh, in this game, and that was one of the differences in the game in addition to the, the really sloppy, uh, just not really intelligent way that the Warriors finished those second and third quarters, fouling three-point shooters four different times tonight. The Warriors fouled a three-point shooter. Four times. And and they were all at times where they were just momentum killers, momentum-changing plays uh, in the midst of, of runs that would allow the Blazers to stabilize themselves uh, in this game or go on a run. As I mentioned, that 10-0 run to end the third quarter put the Warriors in a little bit of a hole to start the fourth quarter, and the Warriors would, would try to climb back out of it, uh, but then Portland... Uh, just had too many answers uh, down the stretch. Another factor in this game, Ed Davis. Warriors got hammered on the boards tonight as they get out-rebounded in this game, 46-33, to and they were doubled up on the offensive glass as the Trailblazers with 14 offensive rebounds. Ed Davis had half of them. Ed Davis had seven of the 14. Ed Davis with... 15 rebounds in this game and just second chance points the Warriors were they were throttled they were throttled to the tune of 26 to 8 in terms of second chance points so this was a winnable game for the Warriors after being down six at the end of the first quarter they battle back from it was 45 30 in the second quarter and the Warriors would get it down to a workable position down by two in this game just before halftime, 
but then the Blazers would wind up on a run toward the end of the half to be up nine uh, at the break, and, and Golden State in, in a spot where uh, they essentially wasted that second quarter, as I mentioned, uh, and they did the same thing in the third. They fought back with Kevin Durant going off, Clay Thompson getting hot, and they would build a lead that they would let the Blazers right back at and give the Blazers uh, a position to where they had the lead uh, going to the fourth quarter and they would carry it through to victory. 888-957-9570, That is the phone number, the PinskyAutoSales.com text line at 95795. You can text your comments as well, and this one is its Warriors wrap-up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security here on 95.7 The Game. All right, let's get to Kerry Keating. You hear him on uh, Warriors warm-up, and he'll join me with his thoughts right now Warriors wrap-up here on 95.7 The Game. The coach, uh, Coach Keating, how are you? Doing good, J.D. Just uh, going back to the first half as I was on the train back from our pregame, so I got a chance to watch the second half and rewatching the first half and seeing what went wrong here. And uh, a little tough game for the Warriors. Uh, thought it had a chance to steal it at the end there, and obviously we fouled three point shooters like it was our job. And uh, you know, we talked about pregame, JD. I thought that Katie and Clay needed eighty or close to eighty, and they fifteen short of that and lost by thirteen. So a little pathetic on our part, thinking those guys needed to carry the load. Nevertheless, JD, I think a big thing, and I heard a lot of things you were saying. Heading in, I, I think they're really missing David West in this stretch more than they actually do uh, when Steph is around because he really is anchoring that strength and unit. Just didn't get enough off the bench, I think, to support whatever Clay and Katie could, could, could offer the team tonight. Yeah, you look at it, and it just they just didn't have enough firepower. The rotation was a little bit out of whack. Uh, Durant and Clay did their thing, but the next highest score is JaVale McGee, and the next highest score after that was Quinn Cook and Kevon Ludi with eight. So you go 40, 25, 10, 8, 8 with Quinn Cook and, and Kevon Ludi, and Quinn Cook looked a little bit more comfortable tonight than he did last night when he was you know, thrown into the fire a little bit. But you start looking at this thing from Portland's perspective, and McCollum and Lillard did what they do, 30 and 28 respectively, but they had five other guys in double figures with Evan Turner, 12. You got Zach Collins had a nice game, the, the kid from Gonzaga, uh, five of six, knocked down a three. And then you look at Ed Davis, a monster on the board, Shabazz Napier, a contributor as well. And it's the Warriors just were unable to match it. And I felt if they could have kept the game close or, or maximized how well they played in the second and third quarters by finishing them stronger they might have been in a position where they could have withstood that and carried Durant and Clay Thompson uh, down the stretch, just have them do the, the bulk of the load down the stretch and try and win it with their defense. But unfortunately, they, they found themselves in a spot where they, they gave back uh, a lot of what they did well in both of those quarters. I think the big issue with Steph out, and then something that's probably going to get accentuated and started tonight, and it's been an issue all year long, is this possession battle. And you hear you know, Coach Brown and Coach Kerr talking about that. They're constantly giving up more shots to the other team. Now, normally when they're at full strength, and especially when Steph is playing, they can offset that, especially because they shoot threes at such a high rate. 
So they can overcome some of those extra shots that they're giving up by making more threes. Now, you know Steph is out. They go down minus eight on the offensive boards tonight, and Ed Davis tries to go out and make himself some money after this year with the game tonight. And I think it just kind of shows you how Steph can mask a lot of your deficiencies with what he's able to do when he's healthy and on the floor because this has been happening all year. Now you remove Steph, it still happens. The turnovers are manageable tonight. Obviously you can maybe make a case for those fouling three-point shooters as being technically turnovers by coach speed. But it, but it's the rebounding that I think is really need to, needs to get addressed. And, and I'd be shocked if Steve doesn't start addressing that more with the team because you've got a lot of guys standing around and a lot of guys letting their, their men sneak in there and not making contact. Boxing out is kind of a thing of the past, even though Kamon Looney tried his best on Ed Davis in an old-school face-up box out at one point. The offensive rebounding is an issue, and I think it gets it gets highlighted when you have Steph off the floor and David West off the floor and a little bit of Iguodala off the floor, too. Remember, you know, five rotation guys out, including Jordan Bell and Patrick McCaw, and the warts are going to start to show, but, but that could be a good thing, as we talked about pregame, too. I, I think the silver lining is you'll find out exactly what needs to get addressed during this time for however long these five are out and Steph are out to see exactly what needs to be attended to when you're getting ready to make your playoff run. And really, it's all about staying healthy. Even though not a lot of ground lost, what Houston's lost tonight, you know, the, the streak stays intact for Portland as, as the Pelicans lose. So the top four streak comes to an end in, in mass. But nevertheless, I, I think a lot to learn from tonight. I, I still think, you know, it's all about staying healthy. I say this, J.D., I'll leave you with this a little bit. I was a little concerned by the play that Zaza made on his offensive rebound in the middle of the second quarter where he drove the ball, didn't throw it to Clay, right in front of the bench, completely wide open. I, that was uncharacteristic and, and a little concerning that maybe they were a little bit more out of sorts tonight than we realized. Yeah, I mean, they played hard. I mean, that that's the one thing that stood out. I thought they, they really competed. It just it, Until Durant got it going early on, it just looked like you know Clay struggled early, Portland came out hot and making shots, and you just thought, all right, well, where's the offense going to come from other than Durant? Well, Clay Thompson got it going as the game went on, and to me, I, I thought they really competed, especially on the second night of a back-to-back, especially being on the road and in the middle of this tough stretch where it's three games in four days and, and really three games almost in three and a half days if you look at a day game with uh, some travel halfway across the country on Sunday. So that I was actually impressed with the way that they played. If they had played a little bit smarter, I think they would have had a chance to maybe steal the game down the stretch but it was just the they just kneecapped themselves uh, at the end of those second and third quarters. Pachulia, I mean, you, you knew who was going to play tonight. You know, without yep. David West, you knew Nick Young was going to have to play. You knew Looney and Pachulia were going to play. You knew Quinn Cook obviously was going to have to play, and Obrey Caspi was going to play a little bit. It's just a matter of how you how you divvy up those minutes. I, I thought the Warriors. Their spirit, as Steve Kerr refers to from time to time, was in the right place. They just weren't buttoned up enough in, in key junctures of this game to, to put themselves in a position to where they actually had a shot to get it done in the final three, four minutes. And, and without Steph, when you're starting the game without Steph, obviously a lot more attention can be placed on the clay. I, you know, he struggled in the beginning, but, but it wasn't clean. It, you know, a lot of the stuff was 
was was hard to come by. You know, extra movement, kind of out of place movements, not clean pin downs or catches and shoot. Uh, it took him a little while to get going when he when he was able to, but I, I think the beginning kind of affected it a little bit too. I think they were able to overcome some of that and some of those shots or looks that he gets are a little cleaner. Not not I wouldn't say they were forced, but they were able to get into the screen. Oh, and again, you're 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 taking a guy that's averaging. 25-30 points a game off the floor and demands all the attention and Steph. And it's just a matter of making that adjustment for the other guys to help Clay out. You can't really have him really be working that hard to start the game because then it becomes a pressing issue and you're almost trying too hard. Now, he did a great job in response, and obviously he's going to keep doing that. But it's, it's, it's a group effort, and I, and I agree with you, J.D. I think it's, it was admirable for the guys that were available and what they did in coming out and making that effort. But that, that's a scheduled loss, as they like to say. That's a that's a tough one to really get, even if you're at full strength because of the circumstances. And they had to put some effort into last night. You know, they had to put a little bit more effort into last night than maybe anticipated. Uh, certainly, when Steph went out, it, it forced that. So, tough one to overcome. But you know, we'll see what happens on Sunday afternoon on the quick turn. And obviously, knowing these guys will probably all be out. And hopefully, we'll get David or Andre or maybe both of them back for the game on Sunday afternoon. Yeah, and those guys both uh, making the trip. Stephen Curry did not make the trip. What do you what do you think of this remade Portland team? Uh, remade in terms of you know remaking maybe some of the guys that they already had. Uh, I know Collins is is a new piece. Uh, Napier is somebody that that's having a, a better go of it this year than he did after they had acquired him before. Evan Turner had a nice night tonight. Uh, they're better defensively, and they're a team that at times can keep up with the Warriors offensively, one of the few teams in the league that can say that. Well, when you have McCollum and, and, and Lillard, you're going to be able to score with the best of them. And as much hype as, as Lillard has gotten lately for having an MVP type of season, we all know James Harden is, is all but locking that up. But, but Lillard's numbers will show in the end that's comparable to, to past seasons of MVPs, the way that he's headed. And he's always motivated to play against the home, his hometown team and the Warriors, being from Oakland. I know McCollum was nails tonight. I know McCollum made shots early on. He's very smooth, you know, answers, answers the bell, was able to drive Draymond early on and get to the rim. And he's a problem. I mean, you've got two big-time scorers like that. And, and I think you said the, the biggest key that they were able to get tonight was one of the better games that I can recall Evan Turner playing where he actually looked halfway decent. You know, so they... They definitely have some pieces, and obviously having two dynamic scores and a motivated player and an all-star, David David Lillard. So, you know, that, that's a team that that could could be a problem in a playoff run because the amount of points they can score and the bodies they have up front. And gosh, they can get a Davis playing like that. I don't know how many teams are going to want to be playing those guys in a seven-game series, but they seem to be putting a little bit of a, a stronghold on making their push to being right behind the Rockets and, and the Warriors at number three. Uh, and maybe we'll see if they can hold on to that, which obviously will make for a nice second-round series. And that could be a series that, that would have some local flavor to it if it ends up being, obviously, the Warriors and, and the uh, and the Blazers meeting each other in that second round. I think all in all, and we're talking with Kerry Keating here on Warriors Wrap-Up, presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. John Dickinson with you following the Warriors 125-108 loss in Portland as Golden State sees their seven-game winning streak out of the All-Star break come to an end. The Blazers now are the 
last two losses for the Golden State Warriors. The Warriors lost the final game before the All-Star break in Portland. They win seven straight. They go back to Portland minus Stephen Curry and four other rotation players, and Portland beats them again tonight uh, by 17. But yeah, you look at you look at this thing and the way the Western Conference is stacked up with the Rockets losing tonight in Toronto, their winning streak is over. Portland's winning streak hits nine. I think if you look at tonight and last night, all in all, uh, with the Warriors going one and one and the Rockets losing in Toronto, the Warriors didn't lose any ground out of that stretch. They wind up a half game back uh, and one in the loss column. Still, I think the Warriors, all things considered, with Stephen Curry being out, they they probably take that at this stage. Absolutely, and, and I think Sunday's game, you know, it, 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 they all hold importance moving forward. But I think Sunday's games will be a test of exactly how they can make an adjustment without Steph now, knowing that he's not playing, having a full day, even though travel will be involved uh, in between these games. Because Minnesota, obviously, is a team that, that's a problem defensively uh, in their mindset. You know, they, that's how Thibodeau's coaching. And, uh, you know, they're a team that can make some noise with the players they have on their roster. Uh, you know, Carl Anthony Towns being a problem, Jimmy Butler. Yeah, I don't think Derrick Rose is going to do much other than be a nice locker room piece for him and a guy that can kind of diffuse Tibbs for some of those younger guys that they got, the Wiggins and the Teagues of the world. Uh, but, you know, another good test for these guys, and a quick one. It'll be an early one, obviously, at 12.30 local time here. Uh, you know, they'll lose the time in the uh, in the daylight savings, so it's actually a little bit earlier than normal, too. So uh, a good test for them. And, and like you said tonight, I, I thought the effort was good. Uh, it was a daunting task on a quick back-to-back on, on a, a scheduled loss, if you will, uh, which is – Somewhat hard to overcome, but even harder without Steph. But it's it's long term. I mean, it's a long term picture right now, and I'm sure Steve will be preaching the stay healthy, get healthy. And I think bigger, more important than, as I mentioned before, more important than Steph. And when he comes back, and it looks like from the reports of the, of the lack of swelling and uh, the, the the determination of it being a tweak as opposed to a uh, full on sprain, I think it's more important that we, we, we get the concern of, of, of Iguodala and West back. The bench, the bench is really struggling. The bench, the bench needs those guys for the stability and what they bring, maybe just as much as the starting lineup and, and, and that, that, that first lineup needs Steph. And in the overall picture, you see how important those guys are, especially in a game like tonight where you're going to need a bench to overcome the loss of Steph and just really couldn't get that in mass. Coach, we appreciate the time, man. Thanks a lot, and we'll uh, talk to you on Sunday as I'll be in with you and, and Damon Bruce on Warriors warm-up uh, leading up to the Warriors and the Minnesota Timberwolves Sunday afternoon. I got the donuts. You got the coffee. Sounds good, Coach. Yeah, uh, brother. Kerry Keating joining us here on 95.7 The Game Warriors wrap-up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security, 888 It's triple eight. 957-9570 if you want to react to this one. Warriors in a tread water uh, kind of a, a mode right now until they can get Stephen Curry back, until they can get Iguodala and West back, and then Jordan Bell and Patrick McCaw to follow. We can hear from the fans, uh, which is always brought to you by Nation's Giant Hamburgers. Keep it real. Make it Nation's. 888 957-9570. Kevin Durant, the first player to score 50 and 40 in consecutive road games against the same opponent since 
Allen Iverson. He did it at Milwaukee in 2004. He's the first Warrior to do it since Rick Barry. That's right. The Hall of Famer, the legend, Rick Barry, did it at Detroit in 1967. So, what, 51 years ago, Rick Barry uh, did it, uh, scoring 50 and 40. That's what Kevin Durant did with the 40-point night tonight, the 50-point night at the Moda Center in Portland, uh, the last game before the All-Star break. The Warriors also saw Clay Thompson join Stephen Curry as the only players in NBA history to make at least 203 pointers in six different seasons, as both have done that now in each of the last six seasons for the Warriors. As you saw, probably the best two backcourts in the NBA right now uh, going at it uh, on Valentine's Day. Of course, without Stephen Curry tonight, it was Portland who had the edge there in a big-time way with McCollum and Lillard going off. Warriors fall in Portland, 125-108. We can get to your phone calls. Uh, We'll hear from... Kevin Durant. We'll hear from Steve Kerr. We hope to hear from Draymond Green as well. It's Warriors Wrap-Up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security on 95.7 The Game. shooting the ball. He's 12 of 19. It might be get the ball to KD and get out of the way here in the fourth quarter. Back to Lillard. Quick release over Thompson. Got it. And that could be it right there. Warriors down 12. Timeout Steve Kerr. I mean, you just kind of look at it, you know, from a wide scope. You know, we could have did a lot of things better. You know, obviously, uh, you know, we had some good looks. You know, we didn't rebound. We, didn't, like you said, didn't finish the quarter as well. So, you know, it's just all that all that happens in a basketball game, all that happens throughout the season, you know, ups and downs. So, just get better from it. You're listening to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. You hear from Kevin Durant there on Warriors Wrap-Up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. John Dickinson with you following the Warriors' 125-108 loss in Portland as the Blazers now have the longest winning streak in the NBA at 9. As they improve to 40-26, and 26, the Warriors see their 7-game winning streak come to an end. And you hear Kevin Durant uh, talking about open looks and rebounding and finishing quarters uh, in not the best of ways. Uh, Warriors outscored 19-2 at the end of the second and end of the third quarters combined. A 9-2 run by the Blazers after the Warriors had cut a 15-point lead down to two, and then they wind up down nine going into the break, and the Warriors had a six-point lead in the third quarter. They had outscored Portland 31 to 16 a 10-0 run though made it a 31-26 quarter and the Warriors wound up trailing by four at the end of the third you add it up and it's a 17 point difference in the final four minutes of the second and third quarters the Warriors wind up winning the game by or losing the game rather by 17 points 888-957-9570-888-957-9570 again Warriors wrap up presented by Arlo Smart home security. Uh, Durant, another monster night from him, 12 of 21. He hit six three-pointers, goes for 40 points, chasing the 37 points that he had in the ballgame last night and helping the Warriors rally down the stretch 
uh, for a victory over the San Antonio Spurs. And I think that's the other big takeaway from this thing. You hear Durant mention big picture and grand scheme of things. And I think if you're the Warriors, I know they've dialed back some of the conversation about wanting to get that one seed. But you look at it all in all, and the Warriors are in a position right now where just a half game back still because the Rockets lost in Toronto to the Raptors, and that's where getting last night in the final 444 of that game against San Antonio is just so critical because you're right there. And you're going to Minnesota, and that's going to be a tough game, and you're not going to have Stephen Curry, but you still have the schedule advantage coming down the home stretch here even if you're going to be cautious with Stephen Curry and maybe sit him out for another couple of games because the next three games after Minnesota are winnable game at home against the Lakers, winnable game at home against Sacramento, and then a winnable road game at Phoenix on the second night of a back-to-back on St. Patrick's Day evening in the Valley of the Sun. So the Warriors are in a spot where you get through the Minnesota game and then you can get right back on track with another three wins in a row, and maybe you're starting to get healthy at that point with Iguodala and West ready to return, Jordan Bell ready to return, Patrick McCaw down the horizon a little bit ready to return, and then, of course, Stephen Curry coming back at some point uh, during that stretch. 888-957-9570, Warriors wrap-up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security, John Dickinson with you here on 95.7 The Game. A couple of other things in this game. Uh, We were talking about Kevin Durant, and Durant had a run-in with a fan at the Moda Center. And Moda Center, among the great crowds in the NBA, along with Oracle and and other things, uh, other arenas, Toronto is another uh, great arena uh, across the NBA. Boston, Cleveland can get pretty loud. Uh, But Portland's right up there among the best atmospheres uh, in the NBA. But Durant uh, had a little bit of an incident with a fan going back and forth. Uh, Do we have have the the incident? Okay, let's hear Tim Roy's call of what happened with Kevin Durant and the fan. The fan having a discussion. Actually, it's with Kevin Durant. And now they're calling over security. They want to toss the fan. And the fan was ejected from the game. and, And one of the great videos of the night... Uh, was caught Kevin Durant blowing the guy kisses. Like, see you later, pal. See you later. You shouldn't have been mouthing off to me. You just lost that seat that was probably uh, worth uh, four figures for the the Warriors tonight uh, in Portland at the Moda Center. So Durant uh, sees that guy get ejected on a night where he goes for 40, and then after the ball game, Kevin Durant was asked about what the heck was going on with the guy. What do you say? I don't know. The refs heard him. I ain't tossing the refs there. I don't know what he said. The refs, the refs said he was, he, was about to take, he was about to kick him out before that anyway. So. Camera caught you kissing him goodbye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, he was, yeah, he was talking. You know what I'm saying? You, have, you, you mean, when you're sitting for court side, you feel like you're kind of Teflon. You know, you can say and do whatever, but the ref caught him. <laughs> the ref caught him. You know what I'm saying? The ref caught him, and... Uh, before I even walked over there, he said he was getting them out the game. So. When do you decide when to engage with a fan like that? Because, I mean, that happens probably in every arena. Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't like talk back. And then you decide. I, just, I don't know. It just happens. You know, sometimes you just shut up and watch the game. Man. You know, you don't have nothing to do with what's going on on the floor. Not important. 
you know, he's a fan at the game. Watch the game and enjoy it, man. You want to get involved. These guys want to get involved when you're sitting on the court side. Just enjoy the game, man. So glad to wrap that <laughs> Kevin Durant uh, reacting to that incident with the fan uh, in the first half, which saw the fan take an exit. He, he was shown the door by the officials uh, in this one. And, yeah, Kevin Durant blew him a little kiss. Uh, I always think it's fun, good-natured, uh, if – you know, if a player wants to go back at it a little bit with a fan, as long as it's good natured, as long as it doesn't get uh, you know where the language can get salty. Although, you know, Kevin Durant's somebody that, that that's not afraid to to trash talk anybody, whether it's another player or a fan. I think he enjoys it. You'll see Stephen Curry react to to fans at different times. Other stars. There was the incident what in Denver with Russell Westbrook. Uh, and a fan as the Nuggets hit a game-winning shot. Was Gary Harris hit a game-winning shot and. Westbrook was kind of grabbed or bumped by the fan uh, and and glared at him. Uh, so there was that incident. Uh, I like it when the fans are giving it to the players a little bit. Again, as long as it's good-natured, as long as it isn't a bunch of expletive-laced vulgarity, uh, I actually think that that adds to... It adds to the flair for a game. And, and Portland is an arena... Uh, where you know the Blazers are all all they've got up there, and they they love their team, and it's a lot like an Oklahoma City or a Sacramento or a San Antonio as far as some of those smaller markets where they just love their team. Salt Lake City is another one where you go to a game in Salt Lake City, and you'll hear just things that you'd never heard before from the Utah Jazz fans, uh, but. Portland uh, is right up there among the top atmospheres in the league, and Durant making sure that that guy, uh, he, he told that fan to, to make sure he had a good night there uh, with blowing him a kiss uh, out the door. 888-957-9570, We uh, do have a couple of phone calls to get to, and we'll hear from the fans again, brought to you by Nation's Giant Hamburgers. Keep it real, make it Nation's, uh, and let's get to Eric in San Leandro on 95.7 The Game. Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, I got you, Eric. What's going on, man? Hey, I, I just want to, you know, all the, all, the, all the points that were made that I listened to you guys, great points, uh, except for one thing that's, that seemed like everybody's missing. I want to emphasize the fact that, you know, with all, the guy, with all the key guys out, especially Steph Curry and all the rebounding guys, um, Andre, Degas, Andre Iguodala and David West and so forth and so on, um, you know, the the substituting system should be improvised. It shouldn't remain the same. In other words, KD shouldn't have set out as long as he set out in the fourth quarter. I mean, you you know, we, we're trying to win. You you can't keep the substituting system the same. And and I just don't understand the fascination uh, with um with uh, Levon Cooney at key points in the game. I I just don't get it. I mean, I'm not you know. I mean, I, I'm he's a necessary piece, but I mean, there's certain key elements of the game that I just don't you know. I don't like I said. I just don't understand. You know, Kerr putting him in at certain key points in the game. I don't understand his fascination with uh, Slavon Clooney. Thanks, Eric. Appreciate the call, Eric. Look, Kevon Looney was going to play tonight, and Kevon Looney actually played pretty well, uh, especially in the first half. He was part of that group that allowed the Warriors to come back from 15 down to get it to within two. It was Looney out there with Draymond Green, Durant, Quinn Cook, uh, and Nick Young, and then Clay Thompson came in right before the – end of the half as well and those guys those guys helped the Warriors climb back into the game and they like Looney's length they like the fact that he can get out on guards and kind of engulf guards with 
his length and get in the passing lanes and, and make it hard for them to, to get around him. But you just look at tonight with David West out, you know who the centers are going to be. <laughs> I mean, JaVale McGee's going to start, and JaVale McGee played 20 minutes tonight. You know Pachulia is going to get some run because Portland has Nurkic. So you knew he was going to get some time, and he only played six minutes. And then somebody else has got to play. And Kevon Looney, without David West, was going to be the guy that was going to get run. And I think, you know, if you don't like seeing Kevon Looney, you better get used to it because one of the things we talk about all the time is the Warriors-Rockets matchup. Kevon Looney has played in all three of those matchups significant minutes and has been a factor. So I think the Warriors believe against certain teams Kevon Looney is – uh, not only a guy that's going to play, but is a valuable, positive asset to this team. So, uh, you know, it, it's hard to keep the rotation intact. I, I, I'd be with you if Curry was the only guy out and you plug Quinn Cook in and you maybe you finagle what you're doing with the point guards. But when you look at having five rotation players out uh, and nobody really that does what Andre Iguodala does, nobody that really does what David West does, it's hard for Steve Kerr uh, to keep it all in order and put the Warriors in a position where you try and you know, keep it somewhat the same. All right, 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. We'll hear from Steve Kerr coming up as well. Uh, still time for a couple of more phone calls as Warriors wrap-up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security rolls on here on 95.7 The Game. here and there as far as offensive rebounding and uh, some fouling shooters. We were right there though so I'm not disappointed with our effort. I am disappointed with the output though. You're listening to Warriors Wrap Up on 95.7 The Game. Clay Thompson there. Warriors lose it. 125-108. Clay disappointed in the outcome of the ball game. Uh, but yeah, the Warriors I thought the effort was there tonight in the ball game. I really did. Uh, they just couldn't hit a shot early other than Kevin Durant. And then once Clay Thompson joined him, you were starting to think, who's going to be that third guy? Looked like it was going to be JaVale McGee. And then nobody else really contributed. And the Warriors, uh, even though they were coming back, they just didn't have enough firepower to finish the game. Maybe ran out of gas a little bit down the stretch, but there's only so much that the top two guys could do. Again, the Warriors' top two guys, Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson, had 65 to Lillard and McCollum's 58, but everybody else did the job in the game for Portland, a 47-18 differential in terms of the bench scoring, and uh, that was a wrap as uh, Portland had some fun down the stretch in a game that was closer than the final score would indicate as Golden State loses in Portland for the second time this season. The seven-game winning streak is history. The Warriors fall to 51-15 and as the Blazers win it 125 to 108-888-957-9570. That's where we check in with Ivan in San Francisco. Ivan, you are on Warriors Wrap-Up, presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. Hey, J.D., good night to you. Thanks for taking my call. You got it. So basically, I'm just calling to just, you know, throw in the towel on the number one seed in the West because they blew the chance. I was elated when I checked in the Houston score. And they went down to Toronto. It's, this is our, our crack uh, in the door or the window. So, you know, 
kick it open and, you know, take, you know, time up or, or uh, even try to take uh, first place. It ain't going to happen. Um, it just got to buck up and, uh, I guess, just uh, weather this little mini situation and, uh, I guess, try to just get in, you know, healthy because the number one seed is uh, it's, it's a lost cause in my eyes. Uh, take your comments off the air. All right, you got it, Ivan. I don't think it's a lost cause. I, I think if the Warriors had lost last night and Houston had won tonight, they came back from a big-time deficit to tie that game before Toronto hit some big shots and had a couple of defensive plays down the stretch to win that game over the Rockets. I think if it was a combination of Warriors lose last night and tonight, Rockets come back and win tonight, then I think you could look at the standings and say, okay, that's trouble. Okay, you're down a game and a half. You're down two in the loss column at that point. You don't have the tiebreaker. You got to go to Minnesota on shorter rest, halfway across the country. Curry's going to be out. At that point, I think you could say, all right, it's going to be trouble. It's going to be trouble. But it's not. The Warriors rallied for a win last night. The Rockets lost today, and it's only a half game. It's one in the loss column. So the Warriors have to beat beat them by a full game uh, when it's all said and done. But I don't think it's a lost cause. Maybe it's on the back burner for the Warriors but I definitely don't think uh, it's a lost cause. All right, uh, Steve Kerr, he summed this one up uh, just shortly and succinctly uh, after the game, and let's hear from Coach Kerr with his thoughts on this one. The fouling bothered me the most. I thought the end end of the second quarter and the end of the third quarter, um, those were really key points of the game. You know, we won both quarters. Uh, well, we didn't exactly win the second quarter point total-wise, but we outplayed them in the second quarter. And it's 52-50 with like two minutes left, and I think they outscored us like, I don't know, 11-2 or something, and um, mostly on fouls. Um, the same thing happened late third quarter. Um, we made some mistakes. We're right there. We we fought hard. I really liked our fight, our competitive spirit. But we've got to be smarter. We just did not play a, a smart, uh, focused game tonight, and it cost us. You see, there is a large discrepancy with just the bench production between both teams, and obviously David and Andre provide a lot. But what what things became harder with the bench? It's just nothing. It's just. I don't look at that at all. It's just sometimes that, I mean, you can look at a box score and say this happened or that happened, but their bench scored and our bench didn't, and that's, that happens sometimes. Sometimes it's in reverse, but we got four guys sitting out, so. Do you have, uh, did you get any kind of explanation what happened with Durant, the fan? Uh, all I heard from the official was that the uh, fan was using inappropriate language, and that's why he got tossed. There you go. You can't have the vulgarity. That'll get you run every single time. Steve Kerr and the coach's interview brought to you by Walnut Creek Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram. We're saving is simple online at walnutcreekjeep.com. As Steve Kerr sums up this ball game, uh, Warriors wrap-up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. The new hottest team in the NBA is the Portland Trailblazers. Mentioned that a couple of times. Warriors winning streak is toast. Rockets winning streak is done. The Pelicans lost tonight as well. The Blazers, led by Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum, have won nine consecutive games. They are third in the West. Let's hear from Oakland's own Damian Lillard following this ballgame. I mean, it's I'm proud of it, but you know we got to keep going. You know, it's 
I think we've, we've done a great job of um, being sharp in practices and when we go in the film room, uh, we've been taking the, our game seriously. You know, not that we haven't all season, but I think lately it's just a different level of um, focus. You know, it's more intense. Uh, it's, a, it's a different excitement am- amongst our team. You know, just simple stuff, Ed making a play and getting juiced up. You know, the, the bench, our coaches, uh, you know, we locked in and each time we do something right, we win a game, we moving on to the next one. And, you know, this that just tells me that we're not, you know, kind of soaking in our, our success and being, being proud and patting ourselves on the back. We got to move forward. And uh, I think we've been able to make this kind of run because of that. Damian Lillard there as the Blazers beat the Warriors for a second consecutive game, and they actually win the season series against the Warriors two games to one as the two games played in Portland versus the one at Oracle. Warriors had won seven in a row head-to-head against the Blazers up until Valentine's Day. The Blazers win that night. They win tonight, and the Warriors uh, lose the season series. So they lost the season series now to the Rockets, two out of three, and they lose the season series to the Trailblazers, two out of three. Those are the two teams that are closest to them, uh, one above and one below uh, in the Western Conference. All right, you hear from Damian Lillard there. Let's get to our play of the game. Cook, six points so far tonight. Hand off to Thompson, right sideline Durant. Durant off the McGee screen, pulls up baseline J for KD, and it's his universe. We're only living in it right now. 77-73 Warriors, and Durant's got 32 with 3.56 to go in the third. And Durant would go on to score 40. The play of the game brought to you by American Express, proud partners of the Golden State Warriors. All right, next up for the Dubs, they head to Minneapolis. It's another team that the Warriors only play three times this season, but only once in Minneapolis. Their lone appearance will be the 1230 Pacific nationally televised ABC game on Sunday afternoon, and the Warriors will try and get a victory over the T-Wolves as the Timberwolves had five days off before their game last night against the Celtics. They lost at home. They've been struggling without Jimmy Butler. They've lost three consecutive games, and uh, the Warriors, they're going to be a little wary in that one. Three games in basically three and a half days for the Warriors, and the Timberwolves will be playing their third game in the last ten days. So it's a little, little difference there. Uh, between those two going into that matchup. And the Warriors, of course, going to be without Stephen Curry in that game. As Curry, is he was not on this trip to Portland and Minnesota. Uh, David West and Andre Iguodala, we'll see. They made the trip to Portland. They got their pregame workout and routine in before the game at Moda Center tonight. So we'll see if the Warriors, we know they're not going to have Curry, but they might be a little bit healthier for that game uh, in Minnesota. So stay tuned to that. The Timberwolves, with the three-game losing streak, have dipped all the way down to sixth in the Western Conference. It would be the T-Wolves and the Trailblazers in the first round of the playoffs if the season ended today with a right to play the winner of the Warriors and the Oklahoma City Thunder. My goodness, that would be your 2-7 matchup if the season ended today. All right, so stay tuned for that. Uh, keep it locked here, 95-7 the game. I'll be back tomorrow morning as Matt Steinmetz will return with me. We're with you from 9 a.m. until 11.30 
here on 95.7 The Game with the NBA this week. We'll talk about everything going on around the league, of course, give you the latest on what's going on with Stephen Curry and talk about this ball game uh, and the Western Conference playoff race as well. We'll hear Steiny's interview with Stephen Curry, which was tremendous uh, early uh, in the uh, earlier in the week. We'll get to that uh, as well tomorrow uh, on the program. I want to thank everybody that helped us out uh, on this broadcast tonight for Lucas Alexander and Alex Scott and Tommy Call. Uh, I'm John Dickinson. Warriors wrap-up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. I'll be back with Damon Bruce as well on Sunday and Kerry Keating, and I'll have Warriors wrap-up for you again uh, right here from the 95.7 The Game Studios on Sunday afternoon. Warriors fall in Portland, 125-108. You heard it right here on 95.7 The Game. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.